This episode is brought to you by the Ship It Group, where Alt-MBA alumni go to get their mojo back. To learn more, go to shipitgroup.com. That's shipitgroup.com. This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-MBA alumni. Here's Molly Strong from Alt-MBA 23. Molly, I am so grateful for the opportunity to get to know you better. I've known you for a little while and you are truly a, a force of nature. I'm so grateful for your time too. I don't know which force of nature I'm the most like, but I really appreciate that analogy. Maybe a tornado? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I've been following your Instagram for you know, as long as we've we've known each other. And I I saw that you are restoring an old Ford Bronco. Can you can you talk about that project? I would I would love to talk about it. It's um it's kind of a little pet project of mine. This Bronco is uh it's the color of split pea soup. It's a 1993, so think like OJ Bronco. Um, cause that's the dream, right? Like everybody's dream is to have an OJ Bronco. So, um, I bought it from a Russian in Sheepshead Bay last fall and it's the vehicle of choice for this, um, really fun nomadic experiment that I'm on right now. And so I've been restoring it and sort of giving, giving it a little love and, uh, it still leaks, which is a problem, <laughs> but, um, it's been really fun to learn more about cars and work with my hands and sort of give uh, give the car a little loving. What inspired you to get this Bronco? Um, wonderfully, it relates back to the Alt MBA. So last summer, I went to London for, um, for a trip. And that was actually the trip uh, that I was on when I applied for the Alt MBA. And when I went home, I was sitting on the tarmac waiting for my plane to take off. And I was just so sad to leave and had been thinking for a long time about how I could live in different places in the world for shorter amounts of time. And I just had this question ring through my head, which was, what's stopping you from doing this now? And I basically whiteboarded all the way home to try to figure out how I could like live this magic carpet ride life that I wanted to live and came up with the only thing standing in my way was paying rent. Because if I pay rent, I have to pay double rent. And it was like this whole thing. And I was like, well, what if I didn't pay rent anymore? What if I got rid of my apartment? What if I got rid of most of my stuff? So I went down this big rabbit hole and then took that rabbit hole into the Alt MBA and worked on it a little bit. And in October of last year, I got rid of my flat in New York, uh, got rid of 90% of my possessions, kept only which that which is precious to me. And I have been intentionally houseless uh, for, what is that, almost six months now? Wow. So you had entered Alt-MBA with kind of this thought or this, this idea. Was there a particular prompt or, or some moment during Alt-MBA that, that you were like, yep, I'm doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was my P3. So it was like... To be a nomad or not to be a nomad. <laughs> and um, I remember working with my learning group and sort of saying, you know, the, the what I saw were like some of the downsides, which was, you know, like, oh, I'd be giving up my apartment in New York. I think I'm really cool that I can tell people I live in New York. So I had to like 
give my ego its time in the in the light to feel upset about not being able to tell people I live in New York anymore and just had all these trade-offs. And one of my learning group members, Lori, like looked at me through Zoom and she was like, seriously, <laughs> you have to do this. <laughs> this is a this is a no-brainer of a decision. Um, and I just wasn't convinced quite yet. So um, going through the prompt uh, really got me to a point where it's just a resounding, a resounding yes. That story encapsulates so much that is worked on in Alt-MBA, embracing emotional labor, ignoring sunk cost and, and, and becoming better at, at making decisions. Yeah, it was a, it was a big moment for me because I think... Um, I think in a lot of ways, I was too afraid to say yes to it without really acknowledging what the sunk costs were um, and really acknowledging the emotional labor that I would have to kind of go through to to say yes. Um, but as soon as I had had that all laid out, then I was like, oh, I can, I can, now I know what I need to move through um, to get to the yes. Because I desperately wanted to say yes. I just didn't know if I could and I didn't know if I should. And... What was it like when you told your friends and family about this new direction in your life? What happened for me was I was really nervous most times because I was like, this is a crazy idea. Um, And I would feel really nervous that people would judge me or think maybe like I had gone, I was having a quarter life crisis or like they would think something was wrong. So I was always had some nerves around sharing it with people. And, um, every single time I have shared with them what I'm doing, I get two questions or two responses. One is, I wish I could do that. And the next one is, why are you doing it? So there's like this really cool irony to their responses. And there hasn't been a single human out there that hasn't been fully supportive of it as a great way to experience some life, especially because I can. Because I'm a remote worker, so moving around this much um, is feasible for me to have a job and kind of do all these other things as well. So yeah, having them ask like or having them reflect like, I wish I could do that. And then why are you doing it is just so great because they want to do it, but they wouldn't even know why they want to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been, um, it's been fun to share with people. And why are you doing it? What do you, what do you tell them? That's the best part is um, every time I try to answer the question, it's a little bit different. But the truest thing that I can say and the truest answer that I have is I don't have a lot of clarity around what exactly I will get out of it. But I know that this is what I need to do right now in order to get exactly what I need. Um, So I don't know exactly what I need in terms of knowledge or clarity or learning or evolution or heart opening. Like, I don't know what the future holds, but this is the best possible conduit to all of that. And for me, it's just, um, (laughs) it's a fuck yes. I talk about like the fuck yes is way different than goosebumps. Like the goosebumps of recognition are, that's one feeling, but like the fuck yes is just when you're super clear on what your assignment is. And so that is why I'm doing this is because whatever it happens to bring me, whatever the results are, whatever the outcome is, 
um, the decision is a fuck yes. I love that. I love how you're you're flipping it. A lot of times people need to have that clarity before they take the action. Whereas it seems like you are taking the action because you know it's going to help you gain that clarity. I don't know if you know it or not, but I also read your blog and you have this this way of writing about this what you're experiencing and you even have this this list uh which i i have an idea of what it is but i would love for you to give me a little more background and 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 tell me what that what that list is is about oh the blog i love i love hate the blog um because <laughs> because i so I committed to a group of my, um, it was, it's, there's my week three learning group that we still stay in contact. And so last fall, way after we were students together, I was telling them about this adventure that I was going on. They're like, you have to write about it. And I was like, I don't even know what that looks like. Like I write all the time for myself, but like the thought of publishing anything for anyone to read is totally the puke zone for me. And they were like, well, you love the puke zone and the puke zone is where you live. So you have to do this. And I was like, fine. And so I committed to it. And then I committed to writing once a week, which I've nailed more often than not. Um, and so, yeah, to your point, I try to write about my experience of the world, which is, I'm deeply curious about my own experience and the experience of others. Um, and then there are two lists on the on the website. And one list is basically geographical location data of like my favorite places in a given town or a given country when I've been there and I've gotten a really good pastry or had a great experience. I sort of log that um, for my own remembering. But also if someone else is going to those places, they can have the Molly Strong list of greatest hits. And then the (laughs) other list is a different kind of greatest hits which is affectionately called Molly Radio. And basically, I wake up with a song stuck in my head almost every morning of my life. And songs pop into my head all the time when I'm having a conversation. Like I'll remember a lyric and the song will pop into my head. And so I kind of have this ongoing soundtrack and none of it's good music. Like it's all like (laughs) terrible, but so bad it's good music. And it's all random and it's every genre and every walk of life. And so it it is the soundtrack to the experiences, <laughs> which is, they may seem divergent, but they, they connect within my head and my heart somehow as little puzzle pieces. You've talked about the puke zone before. Uh, but for those who, who may not have been following your work, how how do you define the puke zone? What is that? Okay. So anybody who's listening, close your eyes right now and imagine a time when you had to tell the truth about something and it was a truth that scared you to say out loud and you kind of got nauseous and you kind of got that pit in your stomach and you were like, oh man, like this makes me so nervous. This totally makes me want to puke but I'm going to say it anyway. So to me, we've all had those moments, whether it's with a loved one or a colleague or a friend, um, 
or a relative. And the puke zone is where the truth lives. And you're in the puke zone when you get that nauseous feeling in your stomach because you know what the truth is and you're about to jump off that edge and say it out loud and do the bravest, most beautiful thing ever, which is to say the truth out loud. And so anytime that you hit the puke zone, you know you're in the right place. You know you're right where you're supposed to be because you're right in the truth. Wow. That's really beautiful. It it reframes that that feeling as something that you you seek out versus something that you try to avoid. You're a, a voracious reader, and I know you've gotten rid of a lot of things in your life on this uh, and and been on this nomadic journey. But what are you reading these days? There's so I did bring a, an odd number of books with me. Like I brought a lot of books with me because I can't not have books. I also have a Kindle, so it's like tons of books in there. But I have gotten really into reading certain kinds of novels. And I think it really helps me like expand an idea that you might get from something experiential or like a business book. And then you like put some narrative around it and you put some experience around it through like through a novel in this case. And then like, it's all, it's all um, additive, right? Like it all builds on each other. So it's been really uh, impactful for me. I read a couple of novels uh, in a row. So like there's this trifecta that I would recommend doing all in order, which is The Snow Leopard by Peter Matheson, uh, which is about mountains, but it's not about mountains. Uh, the River Y by David James Duncan, which is about rivers, but not about rivers. And then The Overstory by Richard Powers, which is about trees, but not about trees. They're all about the human experience and what life is about and all of us trying to connect with each other and ourselves and nature. And it's just different. I just happened to read them all in order, in that order. And then realized that I had read a book about mountains, rivers, and then trees. And they all had this like beautiful thread that kind of tied through all three of them. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) So much in the same way as everything else, I believe you start to read the books that you're meant to read when you're supposed to, when you're meant to read them, when you're open to their messages. So those three... When I talk to other alt MBA alumni, we we eventually get to the topic of what's next or where where are they going? And for you, I think you can answer this in in the literal as well as in the more broad or figurative way. Um, so, what's next for you, or where are you headed next? Hmm. What's cool is that the physical where where next and what's next uh, is is similar to the uh, internal spiritual one and they're kind of mediums for each other right now. So for a few weeks, I was trying to figure out where I was going to go next because I was staying with some family in upstate New York and I was like, where should I go next? And I had my eyes set on going south. And every time I thought about going south, it was just like, it was a no. It was a full body no. And I was like, that's so weird. I'm so tired of being cold and I really want to be in a warm place. So like, why wouldn't I go south? But full body no. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll know where I'm supposed to go when I'm supposed to know. And um, thankfully, that moment of wisdom kind of like carried me through ambiguity to a point where I was texting with a friend who lives up in Boston. And I was like, oh clear as day. I was like, Oh, I obviously need to go to Boston. 
I don't know why, <laughs> but I was just, it was the clear, it was like somebody wrote it on my forehead. So, um, right now the, my internal magnets are pulling me North. And so North means mountains, North means trees, North means, uh, lots of connection with mother earth. And through that, the practice of what I'm doing now is to just follow my internal magnets without question as much as I can to just say yes to those because they know more than I can know in my brain and to see what comes out on the other side of that uh, rather than thinking that I need to plan to have an experience that might be meaningful someday, just kind of trusting intuition some people call it spirit. Some people call it the universe. Whatever, whatever it is that that speaks to you or to me, I call them my magnets because it's just like when it's fuck yes, pretty clear. When it's fuck no, you're pretty clear. So staying curious until clarity is available is the that's what's next, which comes with its uh, with its own set of emotional labor for sure. For sure. To close, I have. One question that I ask everyone I talk to, it's a fill in the blank. How would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank. Reach out if you want to explore the beauty and ambiguity. Thank you, Molly, for being a part of this community and not only making this leap into the unknown, but taking us along with you in your writing and through your Instagram. I can't wait to see where this journey takes you. Yeah. Thank you, Covington, for creating a safe and brave space for all of us to share and connect with each other. It's really awesome. This episode is hosted by me, Covington Doan, and edited by William Flato. And a special thanks to the Ship It Group for their support. This entire podcast was created and shipped in a Ship It Group sprint. It is just one of the amazing projects that the Ship It Group has shipped. If you're looking to ship something, give the Ship It Group a try. It's free and it's awesome. Check it out at shipitgroup.com. That's shipitgroup.com. <laughs>